Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is October 29th, 2021. Two days until Halloween and two days until we play the New Orleans Saints. Curb stomp them. Well, that, that music just stopped like that. I heard it, Fade it too. out. Yeah. yeah. Weird. That was weird. You think we're going to curb stomp them? <laughs> yeah. I do. Yes. Okay. Well, then let's get right into it, guys. Let's this do is, it. This is the preview podcast. That's pretty much all we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, do, do we have a whole any, hour? A whole hour. Do we have any Buccaneer news or around the league news? Uh, I haven't. I haven't watched anything today. I've been busy, busy, busy. I haven't really either. I do have just a couple of things. Uh, okay, so we have an injury report today, which I'll get to in just a second. We had two of our coaches. We touched on this: Kevin Ross and uh, AQ. I didn't realize AQ Shipley was out on the COVID list too. Hmm. But they're back. So. We got that going for us. And also, remember long snapper Zach Triner, mm-hmm. who tore a tendon in his finger in that game, and he's been on IR, and we signed Carson Tinker to come in and help in his absence. Well, Zach Triner was running with trainers today. Oh, good. So I forgot that our long snapper. I know. It just goes to show how important they are. Huh? I know. That's the weirdest position. I mean, well, it's you a, know, I think it's one of those you don't want to know that it's bad because then it's pretty bad. <laughs> or like, you don't want to know that it exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so he was supposed to miss like 10 to 12 weeks, but he's already. Damn, he's got that JPP going on. Or maybe, you know. This was Greg Almond that tweeted this. He was running with trainers. I mean, you don't, you don't run with your finger. You don't need your finger to run. So oh, maybe yeah. he's trying to stay in shape. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep okay. an eye on it. Yeah. I'm sure Greg will keep us updated. But yeah, long snappers, you know, that's, that's the one position that they only have one job. They're only used for very few downs, mm-hmm. field goals, punts, and that's all they do. That's it. And Specialists. they, they ha- we have to have a roster spot for a long snapper. They are complete specialists. You know, you get punters. They can kick sometimes, like our mm-hmm. punter, Pinion. Bradley he, Pinion, they keep putting him in for the long ones. Yeah, that's what uh, That's what Bruce Arian said, that, you know, for the long field goals, they like to put Pinion in because he can kick them. He kicks them in practice all the time, although I don't think he's made one this year. <laughs> No, it's a little bit to twice, be fair, right? they keep putting him, him in for like 60 yarders, and right. that's hard to make either yeah. way. Yes. So who is our long snapper now? It is Carson Tinker. Right. You said that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I guess Carson's doing a pretty good job. Haven't heard his name otherwise. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I forgot he existed. <laughs> I've always said I'd like to have my son learn to be a kicker. In the NFL, because, you know, they make pretty good money. They don't have to work a lot, mm-hmm. you know. But I think a long snapper would probably even be better. Yeah. Although they do have to Yeah, just people. thinking they're going to block. Yeah. Wouldn't be great for, like, a real skinny kid. Mm-mm. But they could be a kicker. So, uh, news around the league, anything? Anything interesting? How about that game last night? The Packers and the Cardinals. That was a good game. It was... It lived up to its billing. Molly ended up going to sleep at halftime. That's like, that's pretty – I I can make it to halftime. That's like yeah. it on a Thursday night game. She is not a stay-up-late person mm-hmm. at all. Nine o'clock, she's paraplegic. She's just done. Yeah, She just useless. lays on the couch. Completely yeah. useless. Can't do it. Yep. So – and then usually in bed by 10. Yeah, it was great. Last few minutes were just awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. But I it was nice to see the Cardinals get – Knocked out of the undefeated category. I know. You know, someone had asked Greg Allman about who do we want to lose, either the Cardinals or 
Green Bay. And, you know, either one is good for us. Probably we wanted the Cardinals to win, so then we're all kind of on the same level playing field because it's going to matter for seeding in the playoffs. And that one game can make a difference. You know, they're only one game up on us, but that's the difference between number one seed and number two seed. And now, right, the number two seed is not getting a bye week. It's only the number one seed getting a bye week in the yeah, playoffs. That's right. Yeah. So, so it's a big that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And so, and it certainly makes a difference for Green Bay too, because they might be in that position where they're fighting. You know, last year they had the first round bye in the playoffs. So, They've grown accustomed to having that one week of rest. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I was really happy that the Cardinals. You know, I don't like people thinking they're better than us just because they have. I know. They were six and zero, seven and zero. No. Yeah, we no. can't have that. Can't have that. Uh-uh. That's our title, buddy. We are the best team in the league. And then, so I wonder if we win. They lost. Yeah. Green Bay won. Oh, we're going to move up. So we're all going to be 7-1. Who's going to be top dog at this point? We're number two now. Are we? Yeah. Well, I just wonder what the tiebreakers. I'm not clear what the tiebreakers are. I I mean, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely are the best team, but as far as playoff seating goes, it feels so weird to be thinking about that right now. And I just realized my schedule that I had in my notes, I missed a game. I had missed the Bears game. So it was like my weeks were kind of off. And anyway, so I was very confused. And (laughs) but then I was like, oh, wow, we're already in week eight. I know it's crazy, isn't Whoa. it? Whoa. And the next week we're in week nine. Next week we'll be halfway through the season. Yeah. And well, next week is our bye. Not counting playoffs. Right. Because you know we're going to the playoffs. We you know it. Yeah. How no good does question. that feel, man? I mean, just I know. so many years of. Yeah, to already be talked about playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We're, here it is. We're not even halfway through the season. I know. We're and we like, know we're going to the playoffs. Okay. Whereas. For the past 10 years, it's been halfway through the season. We're talking about draft picks. What our We would still talk be. about playoffs until we were mathematically eliminated. Yeah, but it was always a long shot. You were always blowing smoke. I was. <laughs> hey, I wear my Buccaneers tinted glasses 24-7, buddy. So well, if you, well, it's no fun if you're like, oh, we're out of it. You got to keep that hope to keep you engaged mm-hmm. and entertained. Otherwise, it's just depressing. Yes, yeah, so I wonder what, you know, there's been a big change in the fan base, definitely. And, you know, those the fans who have been pessimistic for so long, you know, there's a, there was a huge, it seemed like that was the vast majority well, of the, the Joe Bucks fan base. fans readers. They, no, I'm serious. That's their market. But they have completely flipped around. Joe Bucks fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're amazing. I, you know, I've always liked their coverage. I don't, I don't like the negativity, but they do have some good stuff. Oh, yeah. A anything lot. the Buccaneers yeah. say, do anything. I mean, yeah. They, they don't miss a thing. They have a different perspective. If anybody talks about the Buccaneers across the, the other side of the globe, Joe Bucks is going to write an article. I right? don't know how they do it. I mean, you constantly. have to. I know, but they only have three people, right? Four, yeah. maybe. Like, how are they listening and watching and reading everything? I That's just, why I, I say don't know how you they're the hardest working people in the league. If you I don't know. How the you hardest know. working media members, anyhow. For sure, yeah. And they've been That's doing this a low for bar. Long time. Yeah. yeah, it is low bar. But it feels good, and you know, I like to see the positivity in the fuck, the fuck, in the, <laughs> in the Bucks fan base. But, they like Jameis with the condom. Yeah. <laughs> his his running backs are the best condom in the in the league. <laughs> but I do I do like to see the change. You know, that's one of the reasons why we started the podcast because we you know we believe that the fans are the twelfth man, and you know you need positivity, you need hope, you need to be and keep a positive frame of mind. And the fan base was just so negative for so long. And where are they now is what I want to know. I'd love to talk to somebody who was like super anti Jason Light and just down on everybody. And they, they've kind of disappeared. Well, Although, they have no argument. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what are you gonna say? There's nothing you can say. You could hate Jason Light, and still, you gotta admit, like, yeah, yeah, you cho- change your username on all the forums and stuff like that, <laughs> and come out as another. That's what goes, you have to do. Yeah, you know, uh, because th- 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 they were wrong about everything. So mm-hmm. you know, there it is. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on what you said about the fans. Tom Brady talks about the fans all the time, so mm-hmm. often about how impactful the crowd noise can be, mm-hmm. and especially in stadiums that are known for being very loud. Yes, he talks so about that quite a bit. He talks about it a lot. So it does make a difference, and we've been saying that for years. You know, Raymond James is quiet and empty and... You know, the fans need to show up and get loud. and well, it's, been, it's been loud this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, people want to go see them. They know they're not going to lose. Right. It's not going to be a depressing game. So. Yes, I've always wanted to have the Buccaneer fan base be very coordinated and work to help win the team or help win the game for the team. I, I, I've kind of never understood that about the NFL and the the ownership, why they don't really push for fans to be more part of the game itself. You see it in Seattle and you see it in some places where the fans are really, you know, they understand the game. They understand when they make noise, it makes it hard for the opposing team's offense and they have to go to the silent count and it screws up communication and all that good stuff. But there's so much more that could be done with it, you know, and I, I don't understand why it's not a huge push for, I think that one of the team that figures it out is going to really dominate for a while and it's, it'll spread throughout the league if it ever happens. But I'd like to see coordinated stuff in the stands to help the team win. Uh, yeah, mm. like something like uh, soccer at soccer mm. matches, how mm. crazy they get and they bring the noisemakers mm-hmm. and bells and they have all kinds of stuff. I don't know that you can bring that kind of stuff in an NFL stadium. No, I I would love to. I would love to have a stadium that when the opposing teams are playing there, they're intimidated and they talk about it. You know, they'd be like, those fans are scary. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, as when they come out on the field, the opposing team, the stadium's just totally quiet, mm-hmm. just like a pin drop, <laughs> you know. And when when our, our ball, our offense has the, the ball, it's like that, just a, just totally quiet. But then when they get the ball, instead of cheering and making, you know, just ah, noise, I would like to see a coordinated effort for everybody to make the most annoying grating sound that they could possibly do. Like in the, uh, the movie with the uh, dumb and dumber. And he was like, you want to hear the most annoying sound? He's like, and he did it for like five minutes straight. You know, get the whole stadium to do that. Just makes this really annoying noise that would, you know, you could, I do that when I go to the game. Molly and mm-hmm. Tessia, I'll sit there and just make this noise because I want to aggravate the other team. Oh, it, well, you just aggravate people around us. Yes, I've I heard do. people say. Yes. Well, you know. I know. That's part of the. Well, and. Yeah, it happened. I think when we were at the on our honeymoon, yeah. you're making noise. Guy behind us said something. Yeah. I was like, I'm not telling Ralph this because I don't want him in jail on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a lot that could be done with it. But I'm just very happy that you know Buck fans are showing up, making noise, and it means a lot. Tom Brady, you know, like you said, he he talks about it all the he time. Talks about it all the time. So you know. And not just, you know, talking about the Bucks fans, but he talks strategically how you approach certain games. Like in New Orleans, we're going to New Orleans. It is loud in that stadium. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a be- reputation, and the the Bucks know that it's going to be loud, you know, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it makes a big difference in your preparation and, you know, um Tom Brady is all about the preparation mm-hmm. and the communication. You know, he talks about communication all the time, and that's what it does. It, it hinders your ability to communicate with your line. Yes. And so Tom Brady said the other day, he was like, if I'm in a loud stadium, I talk to my tackles, and if they can't hear me, that's when we switch to the silent count. But, yeah, he's, he's constantly asking his tackles, can you hear me, can you hear me, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Which is, you know, it's smart, but mm-hmm. Tom Brady's kind of smart. Yeah. I think he knows what he's doing out there. I don't 
But this is going to be in New Orleans on Halloween night. Ooh. And that place is crazy to begin with. But on Halloween what night. a fun uh, game that would be. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I know you're like, ugh. Mm. But I'm like, it's just an, it just seems like a very interesting place to mm. me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. Build on a swamp. <laughs> Hopefully it'll just float away from there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, big game. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I don't think it's really that big of a game, but it is a big game. It's a big game. God, there's so much. There's a big game. It's a big game for us because we want this division. We want this division title. We didn't get it last and year. It goes through New Orleans. Right. 100%. Or, yeah, it Orleans. has up until this point gone through New Orleans. So this could very much be a turning of the tide game. It could be very, I mean, the playoff game might be symbolic mm. of that yeah. very thing happening, but this game would be confirmation that it has happened, that there has been this transition. Yes. But I think this is, this is probably the biggest game of the year for us as far as. You know, a game that, I don't know, matters. You know, the, the Dallas game, mm-hmm. it was Dallas, so that was a big game. And it was on prime time and all that good stuff. The New England game, you know, it was big because of the the, the history behind Tom Brady, New England. Uh, the Rams game, that was a big game because, you know, it was the Rams. They beat us two years in a row. And, you know, we knew it was going to be tough. But this is the first game that you know we've got a, a decent opponent that it matters. You know, I mean, this this game, those games didn't matter. Dallas, they're in the NFC East. Uh, New England, they're in the AFC East. Uh, mm-hmm. Rams are in the NFC West. Uh, you know, so it it wasn't. They're not that important games. You know, the division games are what matter, and this is our first big division game. So it's gonna be interesting. I, we definitely can win this. No doubt mm-hmm. about that. If we bring our A game, mm-hmm. even our A minus game, mm-hmm. we can win this. Uh, you know, it's if we bring our C, B minus game, that's when <laughs> things are going to be tough. Okay. Well, so then that's the question. Like, where are we as far as that goes? So to me, I'm like, oh, I feel like we're getting on a rhythm. I oh, think yeah. we're doing really well. But then, now that you brought up brought it up, who we've played, I pulled up the schedule and I look at the last few teams that we played and they're not great opponents. <laughs> Certainly, like I don't think New or- I think New Orleans maybe average, maybe slightly above average. But they're they're better than the teams that we've faced in yeah. the last few weeks. So yes. I think it will certainly be a question whether our streak as of late has been a product of the opponents that we've faced or if we have kind of turned a corner and are starting to hit our stride. I think that we're just better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, even even, I, even against the Chicago game, I wouldn't say we played an A-plus game. Uh, you know, A-minus. The offensive line did great. You know, I don't think that uh, Tom Brady was on point the way he normally is. I mean, he threw some great balls. Don't get me wrong. But he also threw some ducks, too. So that's unlike him. Uh, you know, we had some communication a little bit between him and Evans. Uh, but they did, you know, of course, throw up some big numbers. There was uh, – we had issues with the running game. You know, they got a 100-yard rusher on us. You know, so we didn't we – didn't, even there in that game, we didn't – play our best uh, but we're still you know it our b plus is better than anybody else's in the league's a plus you know it's just how it is i'm gonna say it <laughs> that's how it is and you know most teams are hoping that we don't bring our a plus game and we haven't yet you know and, and like tom brady says you know uh, the nfl doesn't start till after thanksgiving you know that's when it matters so this game, while it is the most important game we played, you know, standing wise, so far this year, it's still not that important. You know, it's not until we get down, you know, 
late November, earlier, you know, mid-November. That's when it's going to start mattering. Okay, that's true. But I feel like you are setting up an excuse. Oh, no. Well, no, I'm trying to make sure everybody doesn't freak out if something weird does happen and we lose. Weird. <laughs> well, it's going it's to be, if if we lose, it's going to be some, from weird, some because of some weird stuff. It's kind of like James Winston. You know, he, he played like dog crap Monday night football. <laughs> well, he played like James Winston. And you know, he, threw in, he threw a touchdown. I think it was the only touchdown they had. And it was a Hail Mary. You know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You know, if we get beat by stuff like that, I want everybody to just calm down and realize, hey, you know, it doesn't mean we're a bad team. It doesn't mean we're going to not go to the playoffs. We're going to the playoffs. We're, we're, we're going to win the division. You know, it's just later in the year, the games are going to be a lot more important as far as placement and stuff goes. But, of course, we don't want to lose this game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose it. I, don't, I, I never want to lose to the Saints. But they've had our number for a long time. Of course, we we <laughs> we got the receipts last year in the uh, playoffs, though. Right. I when mean, how much? Yeah. How much is that going to impact that? Yes, you know they want revenge. This is a revenge game for them. You know. Well, and for Jameis. Re- right. Exactly. I think that's the biggest issue. This is the first time he's faced us yes. as a starter. Yes. Where he's throwing more than one pass. I know. <laughs> I hate they, him for that. You know, I I know that they're kind of using him differently this year. They are not. Is he a game manager? Is that what's going on here? I mean, he's not. I'm looking at his stats. So, you know, they're not. Right. They're stats. They're stats. So let's, let's get that out of the Take way. Take him with a grain of salt. But I just wanted to see, like, what's the what's the difference between, you know, this season, how he's playing, and what's happening, and what happened in 2019 in Bruce Arians' system. He is averaging 25 pass attempts a game. Good Lord, that's it? Yeah. Oof. But Bruce it, Arians wasn't joking, was he? He said, yeah. Well, he's only passing Hold 15 on. times a game. Attempts. Hold on. Let me make sure that that's right. <laughs> now you're like, you got me. I like did the mouth. Hold on. So. So he's got 150. Oh, gosh, turn it. Okay. This calculator is making me crazy. Um, Yeah. 25 passes a game. He's got 151 nah. attempts and 89 completions. Yeah. Over six games. Okay, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Right? Yes. Okay, okay. Just check. Just check. And then, but with us, he averaged 39 attempts a game. So right. that's pretty huge. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge Big difference. Big difference. And that's what exactly what Bruce Arians said. You know, mm-hmm. they asked him how uh, how Jameis Winston was playing this year. And he was like, well, he's playing pretty good. So he only has to throw the ball 15 times a game. Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up. Mm-hmm. He's right. And uh, then, so right now he's averaging 186 yards a game. So not even oh, 200 yards a game. I know. God. Isn't that insane? Isn't that crazy? Whereas in 2019, he averaged 319 yards a game. Wow. Yeah. So almost half as many yards Hmm. um as far as ball security goes he's only had three interceptions and one fumble yeah well that's what happens when you i mean that's a that's a what two percent interception rate when he was with us he had a five percent interception rate a huge difference yeah uh i think one year he had a a two point his first year he had a 2.8 percent that was the lowest he ever had with us that's bad that's bad. Of course, we all know that. But yeah, uh, so they're they're yeah they're keeping the ball out of his hands. It, it's Alvin Kamara is doing all the work. Well, here's the weird thing though with that is I looked at Kamara's averages or you know what his performance, mm-hmm. and so he is he's averaging rushing about seven more yards a game this year. Than he was in 2020. Right. So only 69 yard. He averaged 69 yards this year. 
versus 62 yards per game last year. And um, it, as far as attempts goes, he has about seven more attempts per game than he did last year. So they're kind of rushing it a little bit more, I would say, but he's mm-hmm. not that much more productive. That's what's weird about it. Yeah. Like he's getting seven more attempts, but he's only averaging seven more yards per carry or mm-hmm. per game. So that's a little, you're like, mm, I don't, is, does that include passing too? Is that no. So okay. as far as receptions, he's averaging, um, less receptions. <laughs> he had seven, um, seven in 2020. He's getting, uh, seven receptions a game. Now he's getting like five and a half. So I, you know, you, you kind of think that Kamara, you know, he is getting more carries, but he's not more productive. So that's a little, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jameis's sack rate is still the exact same as it was with us for the most part. He's at 6.8% really? sack rate. Oh, see, <laughs> I have looked at his numbers per game. So he averages about three. He averaged three sacks a game with us, but now he's only getting about 1.8 in 2020 or 2021. With the yeah, Saints. because he's not dropping back to throw as much. Mm. But, but so what's the sack rate me- metric? Uh, what does that measure? What percentage of his dropbacks does he get sacked on? Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a more accurate statistic mm. versus just the raw number. Yeah, but so you know, they're using him a tad bit differently. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, is he a game manager? Like, are they just kind of? I don't know. I mean, they're not putting the game in his hands, as far as I can. No, tell. no. Huh? What? Who was it? We we watched the Saints last night. Was it no night before last? What uh, game was it? Seattle. No. Oh no no no! Hold on. Hold on. I have their schedule up. Seattle. Uh, it was Washington. We watched the Washington game. <clears throat> and that was just ugly. Mm-hmm. Remember? I mean, it was yeah. a, Heineke played like crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Winston played like crap. New Orleans did not look good. No. Washington, Washington. And it was a close game, really. Yeah. Closer than the score. Literally. Right. And so they beat Washington 33 to 22. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, the score was not that lopsided until about the fourth quarter when mm-hmm. uh, New Orleans kind of put it away. Um, but yeah, I would say New Orleans is very inconsistent at this point. Like, you know, Jameis, he'll make his big play and then he'll do something stupid. Mm-hmm. And they'll score. You know, they can put up some points. But then the defense, you know, they're kind of making plays, but then they're also getting plays made on them. So it's like, it's just very, it's very reminiscent of the Buccaneers under Jameis Winston, where it's like, oh, the, it doesn't seem like either side of the ball is hitting at the same time. Mm-mm. No, they're very inconsistent. Both sides of the ball. You know, everybody's talking about the Saints defense is, you know, really good. It's, you know, best rushing defense, or I think it's the third. No, nobody beats us in rushing. That's not even, that's not even close. Our rushing defense is going to win. Even after the Chicago game? Uh, like, you know, what's our know. average? I haven't even I looked. Know, but yeah, curious. we were like 20 yards a game ahead of everybody. Mm. It was ridiculous. But, you know, they say Saints are, you know, good at stopping the run. They haven't played anybody that runs the ball. They, look, they, they play Green Bay. Right. They played Carolina. Carolina kind of runs the ball a little yeah, bit. Like uh, they played New England. I mean, they played the Giants, Washington, and Seattle. I mean, none of those are running teams. So, yeah. you know, I'm <laughs> I'm not worried about you know them stopping our run, especially gosh, especially if we, if we do like we have in the past couple of weeks. I mean, their defense is better than you know Philadelphia and Miami's and Chicago's, but. The Fournette and that offensive line is just killing it out there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I can't wait to see them against Cam Jordan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's back, right? He's playing. Oh, I don't know. Was he injured? Wasn't he? 
Gosh, we know. sound like we don't know anything about football. I, I don't know. know. Why do we even have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was injured. I think he played last week. Who, who was injured on their defensive line? Oh, my god! Hold on. Hold on. I got the injury report up. No, that ain't going to help. Uh, Jalen Dalton? No. Defensive tackle? Oh, that was August. Hold on. Okay, anyhow, the the Saints, you know, now their secondary has always been pretty good or, you know, has been pretty good against us for quite a while. You know, Lattimore, you know, and I got jealous the past couple of weeks watching, watching him. You know, we watched him with Washington. We watched him with Seattle. And he fought with both receivers, receiving core. You know, against Seattle, I mean, they were out there throwing – literally punching each other him and dj metcalf and metcalf's a big dude but i was getting jealous i was like hey wait a minute that's supposed to be mike evans that's that's you and mike evans's thing Uh. (laughs) i didn't know you were a jerk to everybody yeah you're just a well and then uh chauncey gardner the is he a safety uh gardner johnson yeah Mm -hmm. what about him uh, he's the one who got the two Chicago receivers to punch him. Oh, that's right. But in two different games, he had a receiver ejected because yeah. they decked him. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. So, so the, apparently the Saints secondary are little, little twerps. They just get under your skin. Yeah. Evidently. Huh. Evidently. Wow. Yeah, and so we'll see the rivalry between Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore. That one kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. But it's always fun to watch. And, you know, remember when Jameis punt or, um, yeah, Jameis, didn't he poke Marshawn Lattimore's, like, helmet? And then, yeah, and then Evans and came then, over and clobbered yeah, him. Yeah, Lattimore turned around and was going to swing on him or did swing, shoved him, something. And then Mike Evans came back. And, Just came out of nowhere yeah. like a missile and clobbered yeah. him. Man, I love that. Got and, and he got suspended for, for a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprised it was only one game. I know. Uh, Marcus Davenport is who I was thinking. Okay, I was going to say that. I was like, he's back, sure. right? This is his first game back? Yeah, I think, so. I don't know. He's not on the injury report. Was he on IR? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. I'm looking at the news for him now. So I wonder with the Buccaneers defense, if they're just chomping at the bit to go at Jameis. Oh, you know they are. You know they are. And But here's the thing. This Gosh, I wish Carlton Davis and SMB were back. Because, you know, they played against him in practice – all the time, and they were getting interceptions from on him all the time. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, ooh, our secondary is really awesome. No, it just turned out James Winston <laughs> those interceptions. Uh, yeah. So we've got we've got quite a few people in our secondary who have never played against James Winston, either in practice or in thing. Uh, at Winfield, you know. Oh. Uh, D. Delaney. Okay. Pierre Desir. Oh, so like all of our second, damn Ross it. Cockrell, yeah. Dang it. Or Russ Cockrell. Ross Cockrell. No. Yeah, so we got a lot in our secondary who have never played against him. That is but, so disappointing. I know, but you know these guys are going to be like, okay, here's what you do. You just kind of hang around the receiver. until he stares down his receiver <laughs> yeah. and you'll know who he's throwing it to. Right. Whoever he's looking at is getting the ball. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of. Don't like get in front of the receiver because if you do, then you're never going to catch the ball because Jameis Winston is so inaccurate. You know, like if you're in front of the receiver, you know, he's going to throw it, you know, probably over your head. So just be around the receiver. You know, matter of fact, let the receiver be wide open, but just be around him and Jameis Winston will probably throw it straight to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, the guys are probably telling them that. Yeah. And, and then the defensive line. Oh, you know they're chomping at the bit. Sue, ugh, he's gonna, he's gonna cause some damage. I bet. And Vita. Yeah, Vita. You know, JPP. Oh my gosh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see the defensive yeah. line. Th- those guys game. have nasty streaks in them. Mm-hmm. Barrett, not so much. Barrett, mm-hmm. you know, Barrett's just, he seems like a really, you know, he's a, he, he does his job. Mm-hmm. He's not out there getting in people's faces and, you know, poking them in the eye and the pile and stuff like that. <laughs> the other three. I like Jensen. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Marcus Davenport, he his first game back was Monday, the Seattle game. Okay. So he will be back. You are correct. Okay. So he played against – he was yeah. there at the Seattle game? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Huh. Damn. Yeah, so Jameis Wisdom, he's got – he wants to win. This. I mean, you got to remember, he was the first-round draft pick. We put this franchise on his mm-hmm. shoulders – for five years, mm-hmm. five years, and the guy, you know, he just couldn't ever get over that hurdle of turning the ball over, making bad decisions. And we were we were big James Winston supporters, you know. Mm-hmm. Anybody defending any, him yes. for years? Yes. And you know, he's got in his head. He's a competitor. He wants to win this game probably more than he's ever wanted anything in his life, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing for him. You know, Jameis Winston is not good with the emotions. He's not good under pressure. Exactly. When it matters. Yeah, he's going to be at New Orleans on Halloween night. Is this, it's not a primetime game, right? It's four o'clock. No, it's four o'clock. Okay. Uh, And, you know, it's Halloween night, and this is a revenge game for him. He's playing against a lot of his old players, his old coaching staff. And you know he get he just doesn't he doesn't perform well under those situations. And against Tom Brady, like wearing your <laughs> uniform, like come on, sitting in your on your bench. Oh my gosh, in your huddle. Uh, at least Tom Brady didn't take his number. That would have been. Yeah, that would not have been cool. He should yeah. have just a just for spite. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Tom Brady has given Jameis Winston. Two a minutes of thought. No, since he decided he was going to sign with the Buccaneers at all. Yeah, this is totally one hundred percent Jameis Winston revenge game. You know, and their team is probably want revenge for getting knocked out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed in the playoffs. Embarrassed, yeah. But retiring Drew Brees because now they all got to deal with Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> like they're mad at us, guys. Guys, <laughs> right? And. So. We got yeah. some mouthy fans on Twitter on the Bucks side yeah. who have been harassing Saints fans. Hey, screw the Saints, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But I'm just saying, I think everyone in New Orleans has a chip on their shoulder. They're pissed about this game. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to be embarrassed. That's yeah. the thing, too. Well, in these games where you don't want to be embarrassed, that's, that's when, when James get embarrassed. gets embarrassed. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, he gets spooked easy. You know, we talked about that all the time about how he just, he sees ghosts, he gets happy feet. And, you know, our guys don't play around with that mess. I mean, they, you know, we come at you and if you get spooked, we're taking you down. You can't outrun our guys. You know, you're not, you're not going to evade them. I mean, you see what we've done to all mm-hmm. these scrambling quarterback, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, God, who who is it we played? Uh, Chicago. I mean, that guy didn't do anything. Yeah, and, and Jameis is like a prey animal. Yes, predators. Right. So prey animals they get spooked, <laughs> but they're very easy to kind of herd in one direction or you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like yeah. I feel like strategically, JPP and Shaq are so well matched to deal with a spooked Jameis. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah, I, that's what, I, I am very confident we're going to win, but you know, that's any game of Sunday. It's New Orleans. We always play them hard, always play them close. Yeah. And they do always. have Sean Payton. I mean, that's their yeah. trump card right there. He's a great coach and he's, yeah, he's going to come out with some crazy stuff. Consistently had our number for mm-hmm. very many years and he's probably pissed he got knocked out of the playoffs like that and we retired his quarterback. Yeah, that's right. And, so he wants revenge, I think, as much as anyone else. Right, but I think New Orleans is getting ready to realize what they got in Jameis Winston, you know, because this is a game that matters a lot to them. You know, to us, it's not that big. Even if we lose, we're still leading the division. You know, we got 
plenty of other games down the road. They're two games behind us. They need this game. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't fall three games behind us Mm-mm. and, you know, d- lose to us for the tiebreaker. You know, then that means the next game, uh, when do we play them next? Like three weeks from now or something? Four weeks. The next game that they play us, they have to win, you know, in order to have any hope. We play them week 15 on December 19th. I didn't think it was that late. Mm -hmm. Which that's an 8 o'clock game. That's an 8 o'clock. That must be a Thursday. Yeah. So if they lose this game. Uh, That's Sunday. That's a Sunday night game. I'm sorry. If they lose this game Sunday, they're going to have to win that game to have any hope. Any hope. Of making a primetime game, too. I know. Mm-hmm. At, at Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Right. So, you know, it, Jameis is still playing the same old Jameis. You know, he gets spooked. He makes bad decisions. Uh, he does do great plays, though. And, you know, he will... He will give you some good quarterback play for mm-hmm. half the game. That's the thing, too. That he hasn't gotten benched yet because mm-hmm. he, I mean, he makes these great, spectacular plays. We'll probably give one up. Let's be yeah. real here. I mean, that's what he does. I mean, against Washington, he did that. I mean, he yeah. looks like absolute garbage, and then he threw this ridiculous. Bomb. Yeah. yeah, and uh, that's just what he does. He's just playing Jameis well, football. Who, what was it? I think it was against Green Bay, the week the one. It, it, mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but he was being tackled. He was. They were like on the 10-yard line. He was being tackled. He's falling to the ground, and he just throws it into the end zone, and the, the receiver catches it. It's a touchdown. You know, those are the kind of plays you're going to get from Jameis Winston. But along with those plays – you get the, you know, the goofy, what were you thinking Jameis Winston plays, mm-hmm. you know? He's always wanting to make a play, and he's going to do some crazy stuff. Sometimes it works. More often than not, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, that's and the we've Winston. seen those so many times, mm-hmm. our defense. Yeah, New Orleans hasn't seen it yet. Coming. Because, you know, they haven't had to put the ball in Jameis's hands yet to win the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And New Orleans defense, while, you know, it might be good. It's not going to stop this buzzsaw. You know, they're going to have to keep up with us in scoring. And our defense is really good. And as we can see, our secondary is not as bad as everybody's made it out to be with injuries. You know, we're still playing good football. And, you know, they're not going to be able to run it on us. You know, Kamara's always had a hard time with us. He's never really kicked our butts. Mm-hmm. Except, I think, receiving. Like, as far as rushing goes, no, we've shut right. him down. But he's he's always dangerous receiving. Yeah, he's dangerous. I mean, they're not yeah. getting around whether he's receiving or through running it. But, you know, they're not going to be able to run it down our throats. Mm-hmm. They're not going to control the game like that, like they've been doing all year against opponents. And, uh, you know, we're going to harass the mess out of Jameis Winston and cause him to make silly mistakes. We're going to want to make him have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody on our team is wanting. Jameis, put the game in Jameis's hands. And so we're going to work towards that. I, I bet we're going to come out offensively and try to score as quick as we can to make them have to try and score. You know, we we want Jameis Winston to have the ball. Mm. So That's a good point. Um, Levante David is coming back this game. <laughs> is he? Well, Are you serious? questionable. But B, they asked B.A. about all these guys. Like, mm-hmm. does Richard Sherman have a chance to play? Is Gronk going to play? And he JPP? said, yeah. uh, And he said, well, he hasn't been ruled out. Well, he says, so there's a chance. The, he said the only player ruled out is Antonio Brown. Yeah. Which, you know, that's good because they don't have Michael Thomas back yet. He was supposed to come back for this game, right? Yeah. And well, we had touched on this the mm-hmm. last time, and then it seemed like he had... Uh, I don't think he wants to play with New Orleans back. anymore. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, either. now now it's Would like you? November. Like you, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to knock on Jameis, but you play with Drew Brees, right? Yeah, big. It's like all night your and career. Day. Yeah, there's no. I, yeah, yeah. Can't uh, now they got that. What's his name? Marquise Colson. Yeah, he's good. I got him and Jameis seems to have seem to have some chemistry too. Mm. So and that uh, Callaway, he likes that Callaway too. Callaway, maybe that's the one I'm thinking about. That's the rookie, right? 
I don't know. Hold on. Marquise Calloway. What did I say? Golston? Colson. Okay. Marquise Calloway. Okay. So we were both right. <laughs> okay. I had the Marquise, you had the Calloway. Yeah, Hillman Jameis, you know, they got some pretty mm -hmm. good chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, wouldn't be surprised if we get, you know, torched a couple times. It's gonna happen. Yeah, big play. Yeah. I'd I'd say we give up two, three big plays. Uh Deontay Harris, their returner. He's questionable, so oh god, please do not let him play. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one. But our special it's teams have gotten a lot better. So. That's true. That's true. Uh so as far as the injury report goes, so like you said, Antonio Brown, he's the only one ruled out. They're not putting him on IR though, so that's a good sign that we could see him back after the bye. But Gronk is questionable, Richard Richard Sherman is questionable, Levante is questionable, and JPP is questionable. So they all have a chance to play. Hmm. On the hmm. New Orleans side, they have Andrus Pete is out, their tackle, offensive lineman, which he I feel like he's always hurt. And they've had struggles with this offensive line. I feel like one of them has been hurt. Almost every time. Because hmm. their center, Ruiz, he's kind of the same way, but he's a guard and a center. They kind of move him. So, anyway, uh, they're running back. Dwayne Washington is out. Defensive end Peyton Turner is out. Taysom Hill is out still with that concussion. And then Deontay Harris, their receiver, questionable with a hamstring. Um, and then they had two people on the 27th get added to the COVID list, um, their cornerback, Ken Crawley, and um, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. Lil Jordan. Humphrey. He got put on the COVID list. Hmm. And then, remember Will Lutz, their kicker? Mm -hmm. um, he had... It was groin surgery. That was right in the off season. And they thought, Oh, he might be able to come back. Yeah. No, he's not coming back now. They said he had a setback in his recovery. Man, nobody wants to play for the Saints. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, I, I would expect him to retire. Uh, I don't see him huh. lasting that long. Wow. So it's, it, you know, it sounds like, you know, Michael Thomas, he doesn't. You know, he had the contract situation in the off season. You know, he got the surgery. There was miscommunication there, even though Sean Payton has a communications degree. <laughs> I can't believe that idiot journalist wrote that. Uh, That's that what was... kills me. I'm like, you're a journalist and you don't know what a communications degree is. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I just I went to college ten years ago. Like for communications. W went for journalism. Yeah. So, uh, so you know it. You know, this is definitely, I would say the Saints are on, you know, downward trend. You know, James Winston just is not Drew Brees. It's, and you're never going to make him into, I just, he's had so many opportunities and he just, I can't mm -hmm. see it happen. And if he can't do it with New Orleans Saints, with a, tier, you know, elite class coaching staff, with elite players around you, which, you know, he had elite players around him. At the Buccaneers and couldn't mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this is going to be the end of his career. You know, yeah. and I don't want to see it. But then again, I don't. I don't want him to do good. Not against <laughs> us, and no. not in our division. If he would have went Sorry. to the AFC, I'd have wished him all the luck in the world. Yeah. He's an enemy now. Maybe you're rooting for him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I agree with you. Um, you know, I think he, at this point, he is what he is. And we talked yeah. about this before we even signed Tom Brady when you and I were debating the Jameis thing. It's, mm -hmm. You know, he is who he is at this point. It's six, seven years in the league. Yeah. Um, this is the seventh year. Yeah. yeah. Like what you see is what you get. Lord, and yeah. I, he does show flashes mm -hmm. of, potential like oh, where he if got, he played like that consistently he'd be an elite quarterback but then yeah. there's always the bad that comes in with it yeah. the fumbles the interceptions and really dumb decisions the I mean, he's sacks got, he's got heart and he's got grit and he's you know i mean he's got the desire he's got all that stuff mm -hmm. but you know it only carries you so far mm -hmm. and, you know and we we were 
often we wondered if his vision was a problem, but I think that question's been answered too. I thought, you know, he's not, he's just not making good decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not that he can't see guys. He just doesn't know how to make good decisions. He stares receivers down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's not accurate. He's, he just makes a lot of bad decisions and he gets spooked too much. So mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to have a field day with it. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I really do. I think our defense is just going to feast on this. I think so too. I think so too. And I just think that the pressure will be too much for him. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen in this game, it's definitely going to happen week 15. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the pressure will get to him because he will want it so bad. He will want to win so mm-hmm. bad that he'll just make these questionable decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just not – when he when he gets like that, when he wants to win so bad, it's like it's at any – at, you know, I forget the saying – any means necessary, you mm-hmm. know. He just kind of just does whatever, just throws the kitchen sink at it, and mm-hmm. too often it's like um, they're not the best decisions. No, no. And he's, you know, he's not accurate enough to throw, you know, through tight windows, and he tries mm-hmm. to do it all the time, mm-hmm. and he ends up throwing it behind his receiver or too far in front of his receivers, or you know, and they'll stick a hand out and it'll tip up, and you know, just. Yeah, yeah. I can see Winfield making a play, getting an interception. I can see Mike Edwards coming in, making mm-hmm. a play. Whitehead. Devin White, oh, Whitehead. Yeah. Good lord! Yeah. Wow, we got a really long list of guys who I think are <laughs> completely <laughs> capable of picking Jameis off a time or two. Yes. Okay. Uh, I wanted to touch on this. Now we got beat by him twice in the regular season last year. One of them was a beat down. 38 to 3 was yeah. it? Or 35 it to 3 bad. on Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. It was embarrassing. And it was at our house too. Mm-hmm. Uh and then you know we came out week 1. It was Tom Brady's first mm-hmm. go at this offense and everything. And you know we weren't on point not by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think I had eight miscommunications in that game I and mean, it was an incredibly large amount of uh bad plays on our part. But in both games, the number one issue, especially week one, week one, definitely the reason why we won that game was because of the friggin' referees. Oh, loss. We lost. I mean, yeah, the reason why we lost that game was referees. You know, I complained about that all year last year. Oh, the that holding, because they didn't, we're not calling oh. them for holding. Right. The refs mm-hmm. came out, the ref association or whatever it is, the, the league rules. They said they weren't going to call holding as much anymore. It was going to be, it had to be blatant is what they said. Mm-hmm. And they put, is that your phone? Or? No, it's uh, TweetDuck. You must have it open. Anyhow, the, uh, am I right? Yes. Okay. The, <laughs> I, I'm lost. What on. happened? Yeah. They, so they said they weren't going to call holding. Unless it was blatant, right? Well, New Orleans just took way advantage of that Mm -hmm. in week one. There was 24 uncalled penalties in that game that I counted. And I mean, I was just, I was just furious. And they were, to me, they were blatant. I was like, this is bad. And there, that was a 18 holds. So there were six other penalties, but there were 18 holds by the Saints that were uncalled. And that was the number one reason why we lost that game. Now, granted, we wouldn't play good football, but that that was that was absolutely horrible. The referee crew on that one was John Hussey. Then in week nine, we played him again. That was the week. Uh, that was the Thursday night football mm-hmm. game. Again, twenty four uncalled penalties. Good grief! Yes. Wow. Uh, there was three on the Bucks. The holding we had there was eighteen holds by the Saints, three on the Bucks in Week One. It was Jerome Booger's crew, Boger, Booger, Boger. Uh, there was nineteen holds in that game by the Saints, zero holding calls during that game, zero. I didn't call any. Nineteen holds by the Saints. There was the one run that Kamara got where there was a hold. There was two holds, a block in the back, and a. Something else I can't remember, it, but he got the the touchdown on a screen pass, and it went through. And they were just 
our whole team got uh, fouled on that one, and there was no calls. So that was a huge factor. It was the number one reason why we lost that game. And week nine, it was a big reason. I wouldn't say it was the number one reason. So anyhow, this week, Sunday, we've got Cleet, my boy Cleet. Okay. Yes, Cleet Bakeman. I like him as a ref. His ref crews are always good. Uh, so we're going to have him. We didn't have him all year last year, which, which is a shame. We had some bad officiating last year. Mm-hmm. Officiating hasn't been that great this year either. But oh, it's been garbage this year. But it has it was not. It's nowhere near as bad as it was last year. <clears throat> really, you see, I feel like it's worse. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, but the bad thing about this mm-hmm. is that on Cleek Blakeman's crew is Julian Mapp. Now, Julian Mapp was the head judge in the week one game. Uh, yeah, in the week one game where they mm-hmm. didn't call any holds and the, the Saints had 19. Uncalled so what's holds. the head judge? He's the one in charge of holding. Okay. <laughs> so he's going to be the line judge in this one. Um. He's, he's now the line judge for with uh, Blakeman's crew. So the, the head judge stands on one side of the field on the line of scrimmage and the the line judge stands on the other side. They're basically both line judges, but they just have to differentiate them. So they call one a head judge, uh, but they're both the ones in charge for holding, calling holding and illegal formation and false starts, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately we're going to have that idiot on Cleet's crew. Now, hopefully Cleet, Cleet normally runs a tight ship. You mm-hmm. don't get a whole lot of, uh, Bad refereeing from his crew. Yeah, so maybe they put him on that crew to straighten him out. I don't know. I didn't like seeing him. (laughs) (laughs) I was not happy seeing that guy on there. I was like, are you serious? We finally get Cleet, and now we got to deal with uh, Julian. Just You you can't win them all, man. Mm -mm. So – We'll see how the refereeing is in this game. If we lose, you know, I I'm think it'll, it. yeah, I think it'll depend <laughs> on whether we come out victorious or not. <laughs> you know, that is not true. I call, I call the refs. I say they suck even if we do win. I'm, I'm an equal I mean, opportunity hater on the refs. Yeah. All right. Fine. But I will say the Miami game, probably one of the cleanest games I've ever seen, man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think there was maybe like three uncalled penalties in that. And that's like a, unheard of and there weren't even that many penalties Mm-mm. called right no you know that's one thing i will say about the buccaneers uh you know we get penalized a lot but we it's like every time we have a penalty they call it on us and a lot of over bs penalties but we don't we don't play dirty we don't we don't do a lot of like the saints they play dirty you know, they hold a lot. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, some teams, they definitely like push the limits to see what they mm-hmm. can get away yes. with. And I the think Saints the Rams are, were like that. Yeah. The Rams are like that. The Saints are like that. And, uh, the Redskins are like that. You know, those are the three teams that they're, they've always been, you know, they like to push the limits. So they get away with what they can get away with. And if mm-hmm. you ain't looking, they're going to punch you in the face. You know, so, uh, Makes me think about Jensen. Uh, Ralph put together a really good video of Jensen, a compilation of him beating up on all the the Bears. It was a little short defenders. one. Yeah, yeah he- a little short one. Uh, but I thought it was funny because you ca- I got a better sense of how Jensen gets people so mad. Yeah, he's always out there. He's so mad. And here, here's what he does is he'll be messing with them. He'll hold them. He'll be grabbing them whatever as soon as they retaliate he's doing this yeah. and he kind of flops a little bit like he gets the rest of the yeah and he turns right around to the rest every time yeah like, but, you gonna let him do that to me yeah now? and but so he he does it so casually and then pretends that he wasn't doing anything at all mm-hmm. as soon as they retaliate and that's how he gets them yeah he's very good at it oh yeah no he's i would say he's a master skin. he gets under their skin i mean he's had what four guys <laughs> They have gotten ejected <laughs> for punching him. <laughs> well, McCoy didn't get ejected, did he? Oh no, he got a personal foul though. Yeah. First one of his career. I know he's never had he's anything ridiculous. like that. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show how aggravating Jensen is to these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know he's and I, I didn't show this in the video, and I'd like to show it, but he's he's one of those sinners. He he really likes physical contact. There's just no doubt about that. And he's one of those centers that 
you know, if he doesn't have somebody to block, he's looking for somebody to block. He won't just stand there. You see that with centers a lot. They'll put their arms out and they'll just kind of be like, okay, this is my area. Nobody's coming through. Jensen will come back. And if he doesn't have anybody to block, he turns around and he, he will help out his guards or a tackle, whoever he feels like he needs to help out. But he will he will run and just slam into guys while they're being blocked by a guard or something. You know, and he's just constantly hitting guys, just wham, wham, wham. And that's got to be aggravating. Could you imagine just being so sitting there annoying. being blocked by some 300-pound dude and all of a sudden another 300-pound dude to hit you right in the ribs? <laughs> you know, like, oh, man. But he does it all, like all the, constantly. He's just, he's incredible. Yeah. Go check that video out. If you haven't already, it's on YouTube and Twitter. And I can't remember if it's on Facebook. Instagram. I think it's too long for Instagram, so it didn't get up on Facebook. Really? I'm going to put it up on Facebook. i try to keep it at a minute. Uh, yeah, well, Instagram, you have to do 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Or uh, those are real. The Tiffy video, I've got it all laid out and everything. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it out in time. You know, I, I wanted to get it done today, but then a bunch of stuff came up. And then we got your parents coming in this weekend. We got Halloween, blah, blah, blah. Don't know if I'll be able to get it out. So mm-hmm. we might end up make, like during the bye week or something, a whole bunch of Tiffy videos are going to drop <laughs> because I got like, a, they're all backed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you got Atlanta, you've got Philadelphia, Atlanta, and the Bears. The Bears or you got yeah. the Bears. Yeah. Is that the one that's done? No, it's not done. Oh. I've got it all laid out, though. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, I was hoping to have it out because we got a f- quite a few guys. You know, I said I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do because the way the, the Game Pass film is set up now, it's just absolutely horrendous. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out uh, a format that will work for everybody. And so I said that I was going to do the little shorter videos, you know, and I had a lot of people were like, no. We, you know, we really like the long form video. So I want to do, but I want to do them more polished. You know, I've always just kind of rushed them out, you know, because mm-hmm. all this good stuff. And I didn't put a lot of work into, you know, like rewriting the script. I don't even, I don't even write a script. You know, I just go with it because uh, I'm just trying to kick them out. And, you know, I want, I want to make them more polished. So you know, things are going to be different from here on out. But yeah, we're going to get the long form tiffies in. I want to keep them like under 10 minutes, but, you know, make them. Make them polish. Just zip through it quicker, I guess. So, all right. All right. So there it is. Uh, what do you got for your prediction? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm excited we're doing this again. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've missed two weeks. I know. I know. Oh, okay. What? All right. Let me think about this. Let me look at the... Let's see how many points New Orleans has given up this year. Okay, hold on. All right, so huh? they have been pretty stingy score-wise as far as giving up points to the other teams. So against the Packers, they played the Patriots, the Giants, the Redskins, yeah, the but, Seahawks. I know, but wait, yeah, oh, well, even the Seahawks. They, um, well, I guess it was Geno Atkins. Yeah, Geno Atkins. Yeah, Geno yeah. Smith. No, not Geno Atkins. That's the defensive Gino lineman. Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith. Uh, Packers, they gave up three. Panthers, they gave up seven. Patriots, they gave up 13. Giants, 21. Washington, 22. And Seahawks, 10. So they're a little stingy as far as the points go. Yeah, 26 is the most they've given up, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with 28 Buccaneers. Okay. Bucks score 28. Um, And... I think we're going to hold them to 20. 20. Okay. Um, I think we're going to hit 35 again, so I'm just going to say 35. I'm going to say 35-21. Okay. Uh, I think we'll shave this one a little closer. That's yeah. my prediction. Yeah. It, 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 it's, that's the logical way it should go. <laughs> But if it goes the way I think it's going to go and we just harass Jameis, and they're going to have a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. We can hope. All right, guys. Y'all have a happy Halloween. You got your little thing there? 
Oh, Happy yeah, Halloween. Okay. Oh, look. It's our daughter's idea. Yeah. Our oh. daughter told us to put these up and say Happy Halloween. It's a Happy little, Halloween. little Halloween hat. So Can you put it on you? No. Look, mine's my green screen. It's a green hat, so. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, the green was, screen. I'm going to try to... I'm trying to put it in my hair, but my hair is too naughty. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Naughty or naughty? Naughty. Your naughty hair. Naughty. <laughs> Here we go. How do you like it? Yeah, it's okay. awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm getting a thumbs up. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, big game coming up. It's going to be fun. Happy Halloween. And until next time. Go Bucks.